Hello, and welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast, a monthly American Buddhist podcast that shares Dharma teachings and insights by Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, a Breton lay minister and a sensei of the independent Salt Lake and Utah Buddhist fellowships. Kakuyo Sensei shares the goal of his teachers, Guillaume and Koyokubose Senseis, in sharing a unique form of American Buddhism called the Way of Oneness. Here is where Buddhism and the everyday meet. I hope you enjoy the podcast. The title of today's podcast is The Problem with Deserve. So let's start today's podcast with a couple of questions. And I want to ask all of you, how many of you have rationalized or justified something that you knew wasn't good for you because you, quote, unquote, deserved it. And how did your thinking go? What logic do you use? Okay, another question. Have you ever watched in Glee when someone you couldn't stand got what they deserved? I have to admit, I have in the past. There's actually a word in German called Freudenschade, which uh, loosely translates to taking pleasure in the misfortune of others. I think sometimes that's part of the human condition. I want to switch to a more global perspective. How do you think our sense of deserving has contributed to our current global environmental crisis? If you think about it, We're all addicted to this concept of reward and punishment, of earning my keep. And most of our focus is on our reward and others' punishment. So for today's talk, I want to continue on with the theme that I've been talking about over the past uh, few Sundays in our fellowship regarding gratitude and some of the obstacles to experiencing deep and profound gratitude. Recently, we talked about uh, the problem with entitlement, and today I want to talk further about this idea, but instead of using the word entitlement, I want to use the word deserve, which I think is a lot more common in our daily language and thinking. And I want to talk about deserve and go deeper into this idea of entitlement, because I think when we use the word entitlement, it's easy to see other people as entitled and to maybe say, well... I'm, I'm not like them. I, I'm not really that entitled. I mean, look at my life, um, or I don't feel entitled, or um, only rich people can be entitled, or um, I'm not that arrogant. I would never be that way. And I think that all of us, especially in a modern Western world, um, are born with a karmic inheritance of entitlement. We live in the sense of entitlement. But when it comes to deserve, deserve is this entitlement that's become infused into our everyday sort of interactions, our everyday perspective of the world. We think we deserve a myriad of things. Um, But at the same time, which is kind of paradoxical of being human, many of us feel that we don't deserve anything anything, that we are unworthy, that somehow we are defective and we don't deserve any of what we have. 
and and the interesting thing is both are probably not true um, on many levels. I think we often get tangled in a tangle of words, especially the connotation of the word deserve can really get us tied up. On a spiritual level, they distract because we get hung up on the word and not what the word is actually referring to expressing or the experience it is trying to translate. One of the definitions or connotations of the word deserve is to earn. And I think this is really the problematic sense on the spiritual level of the word deserve. And it's this kind of deserve that I want to address. One of the problems of this deserving is this. And I found a great quote from Peter Schaller, who runs the Tattoo Buddhist website. And he says, quote, Deserving implies in a not-so-subtle way that the world owes us something. If we work hard, play by the rules, and refrain from doing harm to others, then happiness should be our just reward. However, the world was here much before any of us and will, despite the imminent threat of climate change, be here for much longer after we're gone, end quote. He makes some good points. The world is not ours. We are the world's. And I think that's an important distinction that we don't really get. The world is not ours. We are the world's. I think this is important, and I want you to remember that. In my own personal life, um, my profession, my spiritual psychological profession was being a martyr. And that's how I was raised. I was raised in the school of the martyrs in my household. And I was a good student. It was based on this idea that had been passed down through uh, a few generations within my, my family. So this is part of my familial karma that if I gave so much and was amazingly understanding and that if I, I, if I could be so boundless in my love, then I would not be abandoned. I did everything. I lost any sense of personal integrity. I would do whatever it took not to be abandoned. I used poetry, tears, an abundance of patience, and whatever manipulation I could muster to earn the love I so deserved because of all of my sacrifices. Here's a line from one of my poems. I was watching you slowly disappear on the orange couch next to the green chair. So I broke apart the wooden bookcase and built a cross and climbed up on it and spread my arms as wide as they go. See, see how much I love you. When she left, like the others, I wallowed in my, I don't deserve this. And I argued with reality for over a year. The outcome wasn't about deserve or not deserve. It was about my skillful and unskillful actions. It was about my perception of reality. That love is earned. 
We are bound to this idea that we must earn love, acceptance, compassion, as if our connection to the world was simply an economic transaction. If I do X, then I will get Y. If I don't get Y, it's X's fault, or because the world is unjust. My beautiful mother, her whole world was a world of injustice because she never got what she deserved. And it almost destroyed me as I inherited a similar worldview. Here's a quote from Haldor Armand. Quote, Life's really hard, and here's a fact. In nature, there's no such thing as deserving or not deserving something. There's no fairness. The human myth of fairness is a beautiful one probably one of our best, it was a step out of nature of sorts, a rejection of its chaos. We strive to make our world fair, and to do this we constantly have to battle our own internal contradictions. We are both the goal and the enemy. But when fairness is our goal, it's easy to start thinking that fairness is actually the world's fundamental principle in every aspect, rather than a distant shining star we try to follow as best we can. We are all familiar with this. I believe I deserve to be with the love of my life. I fought so damn hard for it. Don't you too? Don't we all deserve love? Don't we all deserve happiness? Why did she say no? Why did I fail? Why, O Lord, why, why me? End quote. Both the Buddhist from earlier and the existentialist are both making good points that deserving and non-deserving do not exist as a moral formula in the natural world and and in reality. Life is hard, really hard, and here's a fact. In nature, there's no such thing as deserving or not deserving something. There is no fairness. I just love that line. And we understand this. We know this. This is nothing that we don't know. We know this implicitly. As our children grow older, we tell them, Honey, life's not fair. Who said life was fair? And yet, we really do think and operate under the misguided assumption that it is. It's a star to guide by, and we want to be as as fair as we can, but it's not the inherent inherent state of life. And here's another interesting twist, too. We are so attached to this idea of deserve that when some random act of violence happens, something that we easily could be in a similar situation, we try to figure out a way that they deserved on some level for that tragic act of violence to be done to them. I remember some time back when um, a man was shot in a movie theater for texting on his phone. It was amazing how much victim blaming was going on in that situation. Uh, Things like, I would never have my phone on in a movie theater. I would never, that's so rude. I can't believe somebody had their phone on in a movie. Come on, people. We've all done it. Victim blaming and deserve had nothing to do with what happened to that poor man that night in that movie theater. 
I am committed in my personal practice to transcend this very notion of earning anything. Because beyond that, beyond the egoic need to control my environment, that is where I believe true compassion and understanding are, where the ground of true being lies. In many profound ways, the earth and reality is a gift economy. There is what is given with no implicit return or reward in the future. The ego looks for love. The ego tries to control and buy and purchase love. But from the insight of the Buddha, we learn that love is not an object to be purchased, but love is the way of living in love with all beings. As my mentor, Gyome Kabose-sensei, has taught, quote, we must find the way of love rather than that of being loved. End quote. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that a lot of us struggle with the feeling of not deserving or deserving love. We may feel that we we don't deserve compassion or have a hard time giving ourselves compassion. And I acknowledge that. And on a certain level, that's healthy. It's healthy to begin to feel that way. It's good to begin to feel like you deserve to be loved. But that's just the beginning. The challenge is to keep going beyond that and transcend this idea of deserve to get a broader perspective. This idea of not deserving to be happy comes from this idea of what is implied in earning or meriting love or happiness. I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to be loved because I'm incapable of doing the things to earn love. I know I felt that way for a long time. Or also this idea that I'm so defected, so defective, so filled with darkness, depression, etc., that I'm unworthy of love. I think this is the role of the myth of Amida Buddha in a modern context. Amida Buddha represents at its core the inherent gift of love of accepting oneself as one is, the gift of life, of simply being you, of being alive. Because this archetype of Amida doesn't love you because you are good, or you've earned it because all of all the good you've done. What's funny in the Pure Land tradition of Shinran is that you deserve love in spite of any good you have done or try to do or fail to do. It is all these attempts to earn love that bind us to the outcome forced by will. In an absolute sense, the Amida archetype tells us that we are loved simply by the miracle of our existing. From this perspective, all things are loved. It's nothing that you earned. It's nothing that you are entitled to. It is a natural, inherent grace of the universe. We love our concepts of deserving. It gives us a sense of controlling our worlds. 
I'm not saying that we do not need to earn a living or do the things that we need to do to take responsibility for our families. But what I'm saying is that our sense of deserving is skewed. Life is more complicated than some formula. How many things happen every day that people don't deserve? How many things have you received in your life that you did nothing to merit but still have in abundance? And how many things in your life have you done that you've never had to really deal with? Some of the hurt you've caused. I am glad I haven't got all that I deserved. Now, here's another problem with deserve, too, and, and I think this is important of our practice of compassion. How many times have we held back compassion? We can think to ourselves, well, they got themselves in that mess. It's their own fault. I've done this a hundred times. It's their own make. They made their bed. Now they got to sleep in it. In our fellowship, we recite uh, a prayer um, every Sunday. And here's some lines from it when it comes to this idea of holding back compassion because they're getting what they deserve. Quote, we want to remember that in compassion, we do not look for cause and blame. We give no thought to effort. Compassion transcends deserving. It is only concerned with the suffering that is there. And this reminds me of a, story, Buddhist story. So uh, the scenario is there's a, a young monk and he happens to be walking um, down um, a street and there is a, a Christian street missionary and he's preaching the Christian gospel. And he starts talking to the, to the young monk and he tells the young monk that if he doesn't accept Jesus as his personal savior, he's going to go to hell. So this minister happened to be the fire and brimstone kind of missionary. So the young monk asked the missionary a very sincere question um, because he knew very little about Christianity being raised where he was in the monastery. Um, well, sir, are there lots of suffering people in, in your, your Christian hell? And the, the missionary looks very seriously at the young monk and says, Oh, yes, there are... And the monk scratched his chin and looked down for a moment and looked back up at the minister, at the missionary, and smiled a big smile and said, Good, good. That seems like a good place for a Buddhist monk. So why all this talk about deserving and not deserving? Because I think it creates a view of the world that cuts us off from experiencing life as it really is. It can separate us from one another. And because it is almost impossible for us to enter into a profound gratitude, a transformative gratitude, while we're stuck in this cycle of reward and punishment. Lastly, because it can be delusional. Because of, of all the time we spend on earth, we give so little back. We earn so little by ourselves in the majority of what we have. 
is given by the support of the earth herself and the processes that give us life and our ancestors that brought us into the world and our fellow beings. And lastly, for us as Buddhists, the Dharma, the Dharma itself. It's, it's so important for us to understand that there are countless others, myriads of others that have made our life possible each and every day. As Guillaume Kabose Sensei teaches, there is no I apart from others. So I want to leave you with this. Let's aspire together to transcend, deserve, and undeserve, to live in oneness. Come as we are and appreciate and be grateful for all the things we have been given, especially the ability to come together and to learn from one another. Thank you very much for spending time with me today, and Namo Amida Butsu. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To learn more about Kakuyo Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org. Or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.